grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. I have no idea what episode this is. I think it's 114. I, know, I feel like we're moving so slowly right now. Yes. It's so hard to record lately. Hi, guys. I'm excited to be... I always feel like I'm saying I'm excited to be back, but I'm excited to be back. We're back. Yes. Okay. So, some things that are going on in real time this week. <laughs> some things. Uh, well, it's baby week. We're three days out from having baby number five, and I don't know that that's really set in yet. We're not. We just now are kind of starting to maybe pack a hospital bag and right. prepare. Right. <laughs> yeah. So a lot happening. In addition to baby number five, we have decided to uh, make some more aggressive <laughs> moves. Pun intended. Oh. Yeah, we uh, sold our house and and bought a new one, and we're in the process of that because what makes more sense when you already have a bunch of kids and you're having another one than to than to also why not just add on like hey let's sell our house and buy a new one and move a couple weeks after we have a baby yeah so like keep things exciting around here so let's go backwards and kind of. I mean, I guess we we may have given away a little bit of the juice here already, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but somebody's like, how? Like, why? Like how? Because most well, people know yeah. moving sucks. It, moving is terrible. And I've always said I'll never move with a new baby again because we've done that before and it's terrible. But it here we are. So I'm going to go all the way back to Texas Roadhouse really holds a big place in this here. Right? And I'm going to tell you guys about this. So my birthday, we went to Texas Roadhouse and we were pleasantly surprised that the kids meals were a dollar 99 each because we have a lot of kids we're like sweet we should start going to texas roadhouse on tuesdays like joking around because we got a lot of kids and they all eat their own meals almost all no they pretty much all eat their own meals dollar 99 you can't beat that following tuesday am i going all the way into this sure the following tuesday i jokingly said to chris all right i'm not cooking dinner we're going we're going to order texas roadhouse we'll get it to go and I don't even know, there's a lot of back and forth, but for whatever reason, we still ended up, we did end up going. We decided to go, but what was interesting about it is we we were kind of puttering. We were, we were like, going to order it online and then... Yeah, I stopped to fix the car seat and we were, the girls were kind of taking a while to get out of the house, losing their shoes and, you know, just... The normal chaos before we leave ensued, and when we got to Texas Roadhouse, I put in our name, and no, 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 I put Jana in. put in our name, and after she put in our name, when she walked away, it actually buzzed her, but she didn't feel it. I didn't think so, so I was like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, so I'm she wasted pregnant. like another 15 minutes or whatever, uh, thinking we were gonna be waiting because I was out in the car with the girls, and boy, and uh, then. She came out and was like, oh, shoot, I guess our table was ready. We went in and we had to wait like an extra probably five or six minutes. Um, yeah, I think they definitely gave our table away. Yeah, before our table was ready. So all of this matters because when we sat down, we sat across from a really nice, like you could just tell they, they just had a really gentle spirit. Um, this couple, they were probably, I don't know, 
40. 10 years older than yeah. us, 10, 10, 12 years older than us. And we always get nervous when we're in a restaurant next to people close by because we have a bajillion kids. No, we get nervous next to couples because I'm yeah. like, I know that they probably have kids too and they don't want to sit by a table full of kids. So I'm always like yeah. hoping our kids will be on their best behavior. But they were really entertained by Lena and her shenanigans. She was kept standing up and shaking her butt and being lena i don't remember that part but <laughs> what yeah because remember they were like we have one like that too yeah we've got a firecracker she, like she that was being too. lena yeah yeah so so they were really cool and we actually were kind of chatting with them from across the table and then they had six kids that yeah they, they had six kids so they totally understood our weird and we we could tell they were christians and stuff because they were uh just they prayed before dinner <laughs> yeah yeah so different things like that right so then we get to the end of our meal and the server comes up and she goes okay so if there isn't anything else uh your meal's been paid for and we're like oh come on well yeah we i always get emotional i say always because that's happened to us a couple of times now i get emotional when that happens i'm just like first of all i know that's not cheap second of all how kind to just be blessed like that and we assume it was that couple because they've got six kids who are older now and they know what it's like and just the way they interacted with us we just it was we're pretty positive it definitely was was that couple because they left right before we found out I'm not entitled to this by any stretch of the imagination, but I definitely felt like they were going to, which which was super weird because when they got up and they talked to us before they left, they were just like super nice and they're like, oh, God bless you guys, you beautiful family, blah, blah, blah. And then they left and I was just thinking to myself, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they paid for our so meal. Crazy. I could I could just tell. So, so the whole point in this is that, first of all, a lot of little things had to happen just right for us to be sat there at that time. And so we really believe that God worked this together to just bless us randomly. And so when we were on our way home, um, we got a little emotional about it because if you guys have listened to the episode, I think down to nothing, but still looking up a year ago, a little over a year ago was when we were in a crazy time financially and we would not have gone out to dinner. We could not have gone out to dinner like that comfortably um, because we were in such uncertain, an uncertain season. And so on the way home, Chris and I were just really reflecting on God's goodness and what's going on in our lives and that we could not only go and, and have dinner and not worry about it, but then he still chose to bless us. And so that night, this was a Tuesday night, $1.99 kids meals. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Texas. Shout out. Um, they're one of the few chain restaurants who still actually have like good know, food. Right? Um, so Chris, that night, Chris, <laughs> excuse me, Chris was like, let's, let's hit our knees and pray. Like we always pray before bed, but usually it's kind of, you know, casual laying in bed already. We hit our knees, got on the side of the bed and we're just thanking God for his goodness and for his random blessing and gift and whatever. And it was just weird because in my, we, we've been feeling a stirring that something was on the verge of changing in our lives. We don't really know what it was, but I think we both have been feeling some kind of a little tug. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, as Chris is praying, I'm thinking, gosh, Lord, our yes is on the table. And literally as I'm thinking that Chris prays and like, hey, God, we've not said this in a while. Whatever it is you want for our lives, whatever direction, whatever, hey, our yes is on the table. 
Yeah. So we said that, and we just need to warn you guys, that is a dangerous prayer. Do not say that if you're not ready to move, because I sometimes feel like God's just like, all right, it's go time. Like I've been yep. waiting for you to, to <clears throat> surrender and tell me you're ready to go because I've got I've got some new plans. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we prayed that prayer and we went to bed. So here's a couple other details that somewhat matter here. So at like three in the morning, Jonna woke me up freaking out, thinking somebody that possibly like thinking she heard something and ha- has me on edge and I'm sitting here like not able to sleep because I'm listening. Because it's our freaking kids kicked the wall in the middle of the night and it sounds like somebody's busting have been down it. the door. That, that may have been it, but you know those times when you wake up and you maybe heard something in your dream or you maybe heard something that mm-hmm. woke you up? Well, I don't think she could discern that, but basically it kind of freaked us out and I was not able to sleep that night. So anyway, we get up the next morning and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, we got to do something, like, security-wise or whatever, so I don't have to lose sleep if we hear something. Right. I, I just want to be sure. Well, there were some car break-ins <clears throat> yeah. kind of recently, which just, yeah. I think, had us a little bit on edge. Yeah, so then we come down to do our normal routine together in the morning, and I get an email, and it basically is talking about the the refinance that we had comes through and our house appraised for more than I thought it would, like a good almost 20 grand more than I thought it would. And I was like, okay, cool. So, wow, we might want to, you know, get the basement done, uh, potentially do a cash out refi and actually get the cash from that and build out the things we need for our community group because we have a growing community group of over 20 people, all this stuff. And so we start kind of dreaming about all of these different things we can do with the basement, including a soundproof room for the podcast, also for my sales calls and work and stuff like that. So anyway, after we're really getting specific on what we want to do with the house, thinking we're going to do a cash out refi, we look on our community page and we see a house that went up for sale around the corner, which is the house that we always drive by. And we're like, that house is stunning. It's literally our favorite house in the neighborhood. So we have a golf cart. Well, my parents have a golf cart and we just get the benefit of driving it around all the time. And we're hill jacks. <laughs> golf carts are fancy, Chris. But yeah. So, yes, literally for the three years that we have lived here, we always, 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 always drive by that house and like, Oh, I love that house. It's beautiful. It's got a front porch. This summer they put a nice back um, patio thing on, like covered patio. It's so nice. So we see it goes up for sale. We don't think a whole lot about it. Like, oh man, I wonder where they're going because we know the couple. Chris randomly shares it on Facebook because that's not something you would do either. Like, hey, come be our neighbor, whatever. Not thinking much about it. Later on that afternoon, I text the um, owners of that house and I'm like, hey, where where are you going? I can't believe you're selling your house. And somehow that spirals into this conversation of her telling me how they've got second floor laundry and I need to come look at it. Because I was like, oh gosh, would it be weird? Wouldn't it be weird to move down the street in the same neighborhood? Like, mm-hmm. still very casually joking about it. And she's like, well, you better find out if you can change your refinance to a finance, like whatever. And I go and jokingly tell Chris, like, that they want us to come look at it. And mm-hmm. Chris is like, what did you do? You're like, let me let me talk to the lend, the loan officer that I've been working with. Well, so how that yeah, how that part I, go down? 
I was okay with looking at it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a beautiful house. Let's go. Well, we're just nosy anyways. I want to yeah. look at other people's houses in the neighborhood, how they have got it set up. and Yeah. So I was just like, hey, let's check it out. That sounds good. Meanwhile, the whole time I'm actually getting calls from these different places for potentially soundproofing a room and creating a room in the basement and all that stuff. And so I'm kind of hooked on what we're going to do with our basement. But I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go look. So we... Go and look at the house. <laughs> and here's the interesting part. So we looked at it and we walked through it and we were spent, spending some time with the owners. And they were just basically saying that they had a feeling that maybe as they were praying about who would move into their house, it would be potentially somebody in the neighborhood. And that was kind of cool. But as soon as we got there, the first thing that was interesting to me is the husband, he is like super, super big in tech and he's actually an ethical hacker, which is like the coolest job ever. It's like literally his job to get past all these major, uh, major firewalls and stuff like that. Um, and if he can, obviously they don't have a strong enough one, but he gets paid to do that, which is awesome. So he understands tech a lot. So he installed this like high level, top of the line, above even what any of the security companies can install. He literally has like a command center in his yeah, basement. With, with like cameras on every corner, um, showing the patio, showing outside, showing the driveway, showing all like the major entry points and stuff, which is, you know, just awesome. I was like, that's just crazy. And he's like, oh yeah, man, I'm just leaving it all. It took me forever to wire. So it comes with the house. I'm like, that's cool. Cause literally we wanted to do something security wise. Anyway, so then we start going through the house and you know, Jonna sees the upstairs laundry and we're like, oh man, that would be game changing for us. Listen, it's right by the master bedroom. Yeah. Like everybody knows uh, yeah. if you're mom, especially that is, that is a whole laundry room upstairs. Yes. Like I, I'll, I'll get rid of my whole house for that. Yeah. So basically the upstairs is the same model as what we have now, which we love our house. And we're like, this is great. Plus the upstairs laundry, which was really cool. Then we'd been so eager to do, redo the basement and their basement is finished. So when we go downstairs, it was crazy. I mean, it's a beautiful basement. Like she said, they had the command center in the basement in the back storage room and like a full finished basement, which would be perfect. Exactly what we would do with our community group if we were going to build out our basement here at our house. And the part that really got me was there's there was a small office that they built down there. And she had started the process of soundproofing the room. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is, these are literally all of the things what we would do down there. that we would do to our basement. And we had been dreaming about doing that morning. That morning. And so we literally leave. And plus, there's like tons of other amazing perks to the house, but that's irrelevant at the moment. But so we leave and we're walking down the sidewalk to our house. And we kind of look at each other and we're like, so what do you think? And the crazy part is neither of us were emotionally invested like, oh, we have to have that house because we love our house. Well, and it's a, it's a bigger house and it's a bigger jump. And like I just said earlier, a year before we were in such a crazy, uncertain time that it just it was a very like it's just very interesting that that morning, no part of Chris and I woke up and thought, Maybe we'll start to look for a new house. There yeah. was no, there was nothing of that in our mind. So yeah, we left very unemotional. Like, man, that place is cool. Like, there's a lot of cool 
aspects to that of things that we want we want something like we have a beautiful yard but we don't have a patio or anything or a deck or anywhere to sit and Mm -hmm. you know we entertain we host a lot of people for our community group and we've been saying hey we need to make our house more comfortable for that in a basement and in a back patio and all that kind of stuff but like we started just talking about it and we started praying like God, are you wanting us to move on this? Kind of weird how this is happening. Kind of weird mm-hmm. how the couple, we know them, like we said, they said that they'd been praying over the house and they wanted the right people in it mm-hmm. and that they both separately had a feeling maybe it would be somebody in the neighborhood, which was interesting. They had built the house. They said they put scripture on the walls under the drywall um, throughout the house, which mm-hmm. really, I love that. Um, so there was just a lot of weird little things like that that started turning and was it that night that we decided to make an offer? Yeah. Oh, we went back. So we went back to check it out. We went back and that evening without with the kids because <clears> right. we're like, we needed to look at this again. Right. So they had a bunch of uh, a bunch of interest, obviously. It's like, it's a stunning house. And they, so we went back to look at it without the kids, like she said. And even when we were standing there, we we're like, yeah, this is a really nice house. This could be great. And when we got home, we we're like, but we love our house. Like, you know, we don't have to put an offer in on this, you know, because uh, it is a big jump financially, but it's also super helpful for what we're trying to do and stewarding our community group and all that good stuff. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, we are just like, okay, uh, maybe we should put an offer on this. I don't know. But the next day I was heading to Columbus and I needed to kind of uh, think about it and I had a lot of work going on and stuff. So anyway, here's here's part of the interesting part. So basically, just full transparency, a home like this with uh, that much of an upgrade obviously is a little scary when you're a single income home where I'm kind of trying to hold down the fort and pay for everything. So I'm in sales, so I make good money, but I'll be making much better money uh, if I can obviously get more sales and better commission and stuff. So I actually... In the next day and the day after that, I got more leads for sales for my company than I had like in a whole month. So I'm thinking to myself like, man, if I were to close a certain percentage of these, we would be like totally fine. There wouldn't even be, there wouldn't even be an, an issue here. So that was kind of interesting that I got so many leads the next two days. But basically with all the things that have happened we still thinking to ourselves man the stars really have to align on this one um obviously we don't even have our house up for sale yet definitely Um, wasn't ready to put up for sale yeah these people are ready to leave i mean i i doubt this will work but hey what the heck so well so much of it didn't make sense that would work that we're just like okay god like we still feel like you kind of want us to maybe move on this and we'll just put it in his hands we'll put an offer and see what happens yeah so so, so we put an offer in um, to the house and we went above asking just to make sure we would be able to hopefully secure uh, an approval. But I actually decided to just call um, the owner. I called him that night and I was like, hey, man, like real talk. <laughs> I know this, this is, is kind of against maybe etiquette, but, you know, what's your best offer? And I'll see if I can beat it. And he was he was cool enough to kind of lead me in the right direction and basically allow me to understand where I needed to be and we put in the offer and here's one of the coolest parts as far as the stars aligning here not the stars aligning that sounds so new age the stars I 
I mean, the just, universe set up the stars. Just and- things had to align for real uh, for for this to even work. But basically, they had been feeling obviously like okay, God might want this couple in the house. So this family actually had offers that were pretty much aligned in like our offer, right? From other people. But they chose, because they felt like they were being obedient to God, they chose to accept our offer over the other ones that were far less risky. To be specific, they knew that if they accepted our offer and our house did not sell, they might lose their dream home that they bought and they are moving from. Which their whole thing also turned out very much so, like, maybe we should just happened to look at this. They did not have intentions on selling and moving as fast as they did either. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, they, our offer was contingent on the sale of our house. They had offers that were not contingent that they could have just, everybody knows when you're selling or moving, you want to just get it. You just want to get it done. You, you don't want to have to wait longer than you, than you need to. Like once you make that decision, I feel like instantly your house feels different. You're like, all right, I'm ready. Right. To get this going. So these people have their dream home on the line for us to possibly move in to their place. And they could have accepted offers that just had them move, boom. But they felt like this would be something where God would have to move. Now, the other crazy part is (coughs) our house doesn't have a finished basement. So in order for us to move and put down 20% on this upgrade of a house, crazy part about us selling our house is we have to do it fast. We're not ready to do it, and we have to sell our house for well over what the realtor thought we could get. And so that put us in a position where we had to um, <clears throat> try and do this by ourselves to save on realtor fees and all that stuff. A lot of things had to fall. So I'm on my way home from a little homeschool field trip with the kids, and Chris is like, uh, they accepted our offer, but we got to sell our house, and we got to do it in like two weeks. I'm like, wait, what? Like I'm talking, our house is we've we've got all these kids. We're getting ready to have another baby. Our house is clean, but it's it's not in show shape. It's not in cell shape. You know, there's walls that are patched from like holes from the kids that my dad had patched that needed painted. There's stuff that needs touched up. There's just the carpet needs clean. There's just so many things that were like, holy crap! So this was a Friday. We we needed a list by Monday. Again, I'm like nine months pregnant. It just does not make sense. So God bless our friends, our community group, our friends, our just neighbors. our neighbors. They're like, what do you need? Come on, here we go. My family, like everybody just jumps in and comes over and like just a machine. Like everybody just figures out something to do. People are painting, people are cleaning, people are helping with the kids. Everybody's like grabbing stuff and throwing it in boxes and taking it to our garage. Like it was insane for three days. Well, Chris, you and I went to the basement. We've never cleaned out our basement so fast in our lives. It was insane. So we spent all weekend doing that. Literally multiple people. I mean, our one friends went and got stuff and came and staged our house with new lamps and curtains and plants and stuff. It We could not have done it without these people. No, no way. I... Our neighbor next door was literally here at our house for like 10 hours. Uh, And our other neighbors, the 14-year-old son, 
literally told his dad, hey, dad, do you think it would help them if we mowed their lawn? Yeah. And so our other neighbors are mowing our lawn. Like, we just have this team of people that come together to help us. And we're thinking to ourselves, like, either they really want us out because they don't like us or <laughs> like, yeah, they want to help here's us. Here's your sign. Your neighbors are like, yeah, go on. Let's get you out of here. Yeah. So it was just unbelievable. It comes together so well that realtors literally tell us, because I, I showed the house Realtors literally tell us your house shows so well. Great job, you know, and we're just super happy about it. So we get offers right off the bat and we're just like, wow, we are doing this by ourselves without realtors, yada, yada, yada. But as we all know, whenever we take a leap of faith, God's ne- God never just makes things super easy. So initially we put it on the market and we got the offer that we needed and we were excited about it, but then it actually fell through pretty much the day that we were supposed to sign. And we're texting back and forth with the other owners saying, like, this is amazing. We're going to do this. And it falls through. And so for a period of like two days, me and John are like, man, are we going to be able to do this? We don't want to put the other sellers at risk of losing their home. And we're just in a funk. Like, just feeling discouraged. Yeah, yeah. We we were just feeling like this maybe wasn't going to happen. Like, and did we make a bad decision thinking we should make such a big jump? Were we being like we we truly did not feel like we were being emotional about it all. We felt like God was was orchestrating it. So we're like, shoot, we just started backpedaling a little bit. Like, does this does this make sense? Yeah. So so we end up having to list with a realtor after seven days, uh, and we were really concerned because realtor fees are crazy expensive and we're just like well the only way we can get this house is if we have 20 percent down on the other house and if we can't do that we we can't make it happen so so things are tight like when i say hey we're gonna buy this house it's not like oh yeah we just have so much money to blow no it's something that we want to be obedient to god on and you know i'm betting on myself for next year making more money and all all this stuff so anyway uh, we are on the market for one day and we get an offer that comes in and it comes in just a little lower than we need. And these people would not budge. And my realtor calls me and she's basically like, she's just like real talk, man. If you can't accept this, you're not going to get anything higher. There's, there is, there is no way. Like you guys clearly, this whole deal is going to fall through on the other end. I'll just tell the other sellers, Hey, forget it. This is, this is all blown up because you guys can't accept this offer. Um, but she wanted me to accept it. And I couldn't. I called John. I was like, babe, I'm sorry. Literally, we just, we are where we are. We make what we make. And I haven't gotten my commission checks yet. And I wouldn't be able to do the closing and all that stuff. And it was frustrating because they still even offered over asking. But because of realtor fees, we couldn't accept it, um, which sucked. And so I'm sitting here alone in the house as it's all show ready and <laughs> I'm just like, man, this is frustrating. I feel like there's no other option. You know, money's not just going to come out of the blue. We're not going to borrow money from people. Like, we're just not doing it. So I stop. I'm not Hollywooding this moment in any way, shape, or form. This is exactly what happened. I stop. And I just get on my knees. And I'm like, God, we feel like you pushed us to go after this house. We weren't emotional about it, but here we are. We... We've gotten the house ready. We've done everything. We've done everything we can do. If you want us to have this house, you know where we're at. You know what we need. Like, you've got to do something miraculous. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, it's got to be you. It can't be anybody else. 
because we do not know what to do. We're so close, but they're just not coming in high enough. We don't have the extra money. And as soon as I opened up my hands and prayed that prayer, my phone vibrated and I picked it up and I looked at it and miraculously, it was a text from the realtor and it basically said that the buyers came up to the price we needed them to come up to in that very moment and said, like, let's get this deal done. We're annoyed that we have to come so far above asking, but let's get this deal done. And miraculously, we were able to go under contract that day. It sounds so ridiculous, but it's so true. And meanwhile, I'm down at my mom's house because I've got the kids down there. Luckily, my parents live in the neighborhood and I could take the kids down there for a couple of days during showings because if you've ever showed a house with young kids around, it's actually mind-blowing the things that they touch and mess with on a daily basis. You oh, cannot geez. keep a show ready. But I'm down there kind of feeling discouraged. I'm like, I don't know why we went through this and why we felt so much affirmation to to keep moving forward and do an offer and have all of our friends and family come help us and all these things doesn't really make sense. Like if you want us to throw in the towel, just let us know. And then I had just told my mom, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like we like it's done if we can't, if something again, miraculous doesn't happen. And then Chris called me. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Insane. So I feel like somebody's probably listening to this. Like, okay, this is cool and all, but why Why do you think God cares for you to have a bigger, nicer house when there's people who have no house? <laughs> like, right. I know that's probably a thought going through somebody's head, because even to me, it went through my head, like, why, why, why does God want us to have this? Because to us, and you know what, somebody might be hearing this and be like, okay, those are all lucky coincidences mm-hmm. or whatever, but mm-hmm. there's so many more fine details that we haven't even covered, believe it or not, in oh, this yeah. time oh, yeah. that ha- that really led up to, like, Chris and I don't, we don't make decisions on our own. We make them in prayer. We make them with God's guidance. And so... Uh, well opportunities come our way and we pray so fervently like god don't let this be something that is just our desire don't let this be something that is just grasping our emotions right now like we believe that when we pray aggressive prayers like hey our yes is on the table no matter what it is make us bold he always throws something in our path Mm -hmm. and as long as we're obediently seeking it even though it's scary he always shows up time and time again and i was actually thinking toward the end of this like my faith was a little bit low even though i had tons of evidence to be like he always shows up my my faith was a little bit low and i was just like man maybe this isn't gonna happen maybe god is putting us through the ringer here for us to you know do all this work and then realize like hey he just wanted us to be obedient and that be content and that was that to just be content where we're at and so we started doubting this stuff and we just were trying to remember, look, like it doesn't matter whether we get this house or whether we don't get this house. It doesn't matter. We're in an amazing position. We have a beautiful house. And at the end of the day, like this stuff isn't eternal. This 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 doesn't change um, the trajectory of our eternity or anything like that. And so 
we were trying to keep it light, but it was hard. There was just so much work that was put into it. We also forgot that during that time, I got a really terrible infection, went to the hospital, <laughs> yeah. and was really struggling that way. No no big deal, but... Yeah, John had like a debilitating migraine, and we had to go to the hospital after like seven or eight days of it, and it was just... <laughs> yeah, everything was going wrong, but the crazy part is, um, through that prayer, through obedience, God has once again showed up in a miraculous way. And like Jonah said, it's so easy to just be like, do they really care about the details? And I just think we have been living proof Mm -hmm. that he does care about the details. Like God is not just, we don't believe we're supposed to fit God in this box. Like, hey, I'm only concerned about these big world problems. I don't really care about the details of your life because scripture literally says he cares about every detail of our lives. Well, and when it comes to prayer, I think a lot of people see prayer as just a means of somebody's sick, let's pray. Somebody's dying, let's pray. There's there's something crazy going on in the world, let's pray. But God wants us to pray about everything. He wants us to pray without ceasing. And so we pray about everything and he does care. I've heard you know, I've heard people mock like, Oh, why would God care what kind of car you want? What do you mean you need to pray about a car? What kind of house you are gonna have? Like he he cares. He has us in places for a reason. We have no idea what he's actually calling us to in this house. Do I think God just wants us to have a laundry on the second floor mm-hmm. and hardwood floors that are scratch resistant that I can clean easier <laughs> and a in a podcast room in the basement? No. I know that there's gonna be something he's gonna use Maybe it's so, maybe it is so we can open up our community group more because we have a wonderful community group of friends and it gets stressful to host them here without the ability to, you know, now we've got like 20 kids in the group. You know, maybe it's that. I don't know. Maybe he wants, he's going to have us have some kind of relationship with our neighbors. There is a purpose for this beyond just Chris and John's comfort. And I, and I am so, because honestly, I was almost embarrassed to tell anybody like, yeah, we're going to go get a big, because some people are like, oh, are you, are you just getting crammed in your house because you're having a fifth baby? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we're not crammed. Like, yes, we have a big family and a big community group, but for whatever reason. So this verse just really stuck out to me, and I just wanted to read it. Um, Matthew seven eleven says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And that verse really stuck out to me when That's I... so st- hardcore. What? <laughs> If you who are evil. <laughs> I know. Well, I, Some people are going to be like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm evil? <laughs> no, but the, okay, so then let me explain why that verse stuck out to me. The point is, as earthly parents, Chris and I know how to give a gift to our children that will make them happy, <laughs> that will give a good gift. So God's basically saying, hey, if even you who are just humans can give a good gift, why don't you think that I can bless you with great gifts too? I'm not... He's so much more personal than just this big dude in the sky who makes life and death decisions. I guess that's my point is that verse stuck out to me. Like, God, why would we need a house that has the bells and whistles? Or why Mm. do you care about that? It's not just to give us a good gift, but that is. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a part of his plan overall. And I think our biggest reason for sharing this is just to encourage anybody listening If you have felt a tug to make an aggressive move, if you have felt a tug to be bold, to do something that maybe culturally didn't make much sense, but you were just like, hey, 
I don't know why, but I feel like we're supposed to move, or we're supposed to buy this car, or we're, or we're supposed change to jobs. change jobs, or we're supposed to bring the kids home from school, or whatever. Like, something crazy. We so encourage you to seek God and just be like, God, the most dangerous prayer I can pray is, our yes is on the table. Please make us bold and help us to follow through on any decision that you need us to make. And another part of that prayer is we don't have to see the whole picture. Mm -hmm. We just need to see the next step. And I promise you guys, it is comical how many times we have prayed that prayer and something crazy has happened in our lives. And if you're someone who is struggling a little bit with like, oh man, but it doesn't make sense or it doesn't make sense financially or it doesn't make sense uh, for all these different reasons or people are going to think I'm crazy or whatever, but you feel a tug to do something. You've got to funnel that through prayer. And just do it. <laughs> if it's not if it's not eternal, just just do it. Like I think that's one thing we pride ourselves in. And I don't I don't know if I would say pride ourselves in, but something that Chris and I really appreciate is that we're not gonna look back and be like, what if we would have? Because every time God has tugged on us to move, we've just done it and it doesn't mean it's easy. Like, for instance, you go all the way back to him calling us to shut down the fitness studio and start the podcast and do all those things. We went through a whole year of such uncertainty and such, like, God, are you sure? Like, way more than what this past couple weeks of, like, mm -hmm. are you sure has been? So, it's we're not saying it's easy, no. but man, it's exciting. And it's so, there is a peace that comes when you're walking in God's will. And again, this might not even be about this us. This might be about who's going to come and live in our house that we've poured yeah. so much love into over the past three years. And there's a massive story behind this house and that we're still not story. told. I know. <laughs> we do. This house means a lot to us and to yeah. other people. So it might not even be about us moving into this other mm -hmm. house. This might be about the couple who's going to come and now live here. So yeah. I'm excited to see how it unfolds. Basically, we just wanted to tell you guys, one, how crazy we are and what's going on in our lives mm -hmm. again and why we've been uh, distant on the podcast and on social media. And two, yeah, just to encourage you to pray and ask God what he wants for your life and, and, and surrender that to him and tell him, hey, my yes is on the table and just watch what yes. he starts to do. Yes. And something that we hold so closely is that we believe with everything in us that God's plan for our life is far better than the plan that we could craft for our lives. And he, there's tons of evidence for that so far. And I'm telling you guys this right now. If we got into this house, this new house, hyperinflation took over the United States. My job went to pot. I couldn't get any sales. We couldn't afford the house and we lost the house. We still know Whatever plan he has for us is greater than the one we have for ourselves. We don't know if this house is going to produce suffering. We don't know if this house is going to be a massive blessing. We are not of the prosperity gospel movement. Like when you follow God, life is just going to be perfect. <laughs> no. uh, that's not the case at all. But God calls you and I to challenging seasons of our lives. He calls us to put our faith in Him, even when it doesn't make sense. And we're just living testimonies of that. Literally, He has just pushed us and shoved us to make these moves, and He showed up every time. So we don't know what the result of this will be. 
we just know God's called us to move, pun intended, mm-hmm. um, and we're moving, and we're under contract on both houses right now. And it, who knows, it could fall through last minute, and we could be like, this sucks, what happened? But we still trust whatever he's doing, he's doing it for a reason. Yep. That's it. And then also, we're having a baby Friday, so... If you're hearing this, you want to pray for us, uh, that'd be cool just for my surgery to go well and that we can, you know, we've done two under two before, but we're about to have two under two boys plus the three girls. And I think we're about to just walk into another really wild season. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. So we're probably an officially a uh, bi-monthly podcast. Stop (laughs) (laughs) bi-monthly. So that's it. All right. <laughs> are you coughing? Don't cough. <coughs> I couldn't. People are going to think you have COVID. <laughs> I did. John had COVID. So did Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. If you think we're crazy, go ahead and share this episode. And we're going to get a lot of shares. <laughs> I know. Don't forget to uh, text us, 513... Oh, I've not done the number in a while. 513-620-420... No, wait. 620-4333. Let's try this Or is it 420? It's 620. We really suck at this. Don't forget to text us. 513-620-4333. Thanks, guys.